We're back for another exciting episode of The Spicy Life. I'm your host, Spicy Madi, and ready to spice your lives and help me in the discussion is the beautiful and lovely Dorinda Barker. Woo! Round, Hi, round of applause for <laughs> Dorinda Barker is the founder and CEO of Next Connection, a consulting service specializing in enhancing and optimizing dating profiles to ensure their clients are making their first impression their best impression. From cultivated bios to setting their clients up with a professional photo shoot for their profile pictures, Next Connection gives you the support and advice to navigate the dangerous waters of dating. Dorinda also is a dear friend of mine. We have worked together for years now and both found that we're both extremely passionate about having successful relationships, healthy dating habits. And so she partners with me all the time when it comes to making sure that my clients, before I match them, have the best profiles so that that way I can pitch them extremely successfully. And I don't think that people know and put enough emphasis in making sure that they're profiles and online dating bios and app bios look as amazing as the rectal resume bios like yes. as if they're going <laughs> as if they're going for a job interview. <laughs> but um, I'm so happy that I have you on today's episode Dorinda Thank because uh, today we're going to be talking about our dating apps creating FOMO. And that's a, that's a great question. Right? Yeah, that right. is a really great question. But you know I, like I got to warm you I got to warm you up with um you know a little bit of our um SPICY. I'm going to make you get a little vulnerable with this really quick. Oh, no. And so before we talk about our dating apps creating fear of missing out, uh, I want to know when was the first time you fell in love with self? Oh wow, that is a good question. Um The first time I fell in love with self probably was a few years ago, to be honest with you. It was, I was probably at my lowest, believe it or not, and I had no job. Um, I remember getting, I was, remember I got fired. I was at the Hilton, at Grand Central Station. I got fired because I had a crazy boss. She was (laughs) nuts. That's a different story for a different day. And here I am. Thank God my parents lived in Jer- live in Jersey. Yeah. I called my parents. They're like, you're here? And I was like, I need you to come pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> they came and picked me up. And, you know, I love my parents. They've never really ever offered me money. And that was the first time ever they were like, we will help you out for a few months. So they, they picked me up. And through all of this, they like I, my parents never really gave me any money or anything, you know, a little something here or there, but nothing. And my parents actually said, how much for a few months for you to live mm. and basically figure your stuff out. And I did that. And then I got a job, just this part time job. And from there actually came Next Connection. So that's when I first really started at my lowest. Yeah. I started to feel my best. Because there was nowhere else for me to go but up. There is a theory about hitting rock bottom. Yes. <laughs> and I did. I hit rock bottom. And <laughs> rock bottom will help and you figure out things real quick. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a lot. It was it was just crazy. And, you know, I got this job. didn't think anything of it. But it sparked Next Connection. It sparked me really looking into myself yeah. and really doing work on myself because if I wanted to make a go of this and wanted this to really happen, I needed to believe in myself and I needed to find a way to love myself. And I don't think I loved myself. I don't, I think it took me till almost, dare I say, 40 to really start thinking about that stuff. I never thought about it. You know, we go through life not even thinking about if you love yourself. Did you love someone, and I'm talking about in the dating realm and romantic, mm-hmm. 
before you loved yourself. Oh, Before yes. you fell in love with yourself, you fell in love with someone else. Oh, Isn't yes. that crazy how that happens? Yeah. You don't think about that. And then you wonder why you're falling for the same type of person. Mm -hmm. You fall for, you know, the tragic birds, as my mamma used to say. She goes, you always like broken wings. And or the guy who just could never give you enough. Yeah. He gave you just enough to keep you, but not enough to keep you forever. Yeah. It was only enough until you pulled away and then he gave you a little more and then he pulled back again. And it was always like that. It's always been like that. And it's changing now. What is that push and pull, though? That tug of war of, you know, I like you, but you don't like me back. And then you like me. But then you, it's like, what is that? Why do why do we even deal with that? I, 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 I asked myself that question. I actually asked that, that question in therapy a lot. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm actually getting the answer. I think it's because I didn't feel that much for me. And also, we take on the love that we were given from birth. Yep, absolutely. And ding, ding, ding. Yep. And, and once again, not to say anything about my, bad about my parents. They were great parents, but they also had five children. Right. Trying to make it. Spreading in this it out. World, and mm -hmm. spreading it out. And I had sisters who had challenges. And so I didn't really have any challenges. So I was left to be in a way, in a good way. And I don't want, once again, so my parents listen to this. I don't want them to be mad at me. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you get the love that you get. And once again, I don't blame them. It's just how I took it. Too. Yeah. I also have to say it's the way I took it. That might not even be the case for them. They might see it a different way. So you also have to believe that. I've, wow, I've been in a lot of therapy. So, but you also <laughs> let's have to believe get it. it's, let's their, get it. it's their, their story could be totally different than mine. Right. But I've never had that sit down talk yet with them. And where I don't know if I ever will because, you know, they're great people and they did the best that they could. And they're still doing a great job. But once again, it's the best they could do. Right. They, they, they gave it all they got. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now you are left here to, to figure it out, to, to, to pick up the pieces and now help other people be able to figure it out sooner. Yeah. Just thank God for technology. Thank <laughs> God for technology. And I heard this conversation yesterday, actually, that, we, that basically is very similar to what we're just talking about. Right. And they were taught a certain way. So each generation actually lets up a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, they were stringent in their ways, but I'm sure they weren't as stringent as their parents were. Right. It's just generation to generation. I feel we're opening up more and being more observant of our feelings and taking that in and knowing that our feelings are valid. I feel for so long that our feelings were not valid. Yeah. And I think that comes with like us understanding self-awareness or yes. even self-awareness being cool and being in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I honestly, up until 10 years ago, that was never... Um, in my vocabulary, mm -hmm. and I might be pushing it with 10, maybe five. That was never anything, that was never verbiage in my vocabulary, self-awareness. So I just think it's great. I think it's a wonderful thing. And I, this generation, like my nieces, they talk about it. They talk about certain things that used to be taboo when we were younger. Yeah. And now it's just every day for them. Right. And they don't even care. Like my niece had an interview, I was saying this yesterday, had an interview for this job at a restaurant. She's She wanted to make her own money at 16, whatever. Great. I love it. And so her bosses happened to be gay. And they're like, how do you feel working for two gay men? She goes, am I supposed to feel something about this? Like, <laughs> she's like, I don't get it. Like, I don't, I don't know your, I don't understand your question. Right. Because it meant nothing to her, which is a, meant nothing in a great way. Because she's, she's around that. Right. So 
it's I, I think we're changing and I think this is I think we're going to be have more well-rounded individuals yeah absolutely I'm, yes. I'm in agreement with that 100% I have a um whole like theory on <laughs> the <laughs> once once our previous uh, our, our ancestors that generation yes. like releases changes they can still grow but um and this is gonna sound horrible but like our generation i feel like are the change makers yes and so we're the ones that i think are making it cool to be self-aware to have self-love to you know make sure that you have high self-esteem that wasn't something that was taught to like the baby boomer generation and the generation before unless they were in an industry of mental health therapy like enabled to spread that gospel but a lot of times our parents didn't equipped us with that. So now we're no. left here to be the game changers. And that's why, you know, I hosted an event yesterday, the relationship revolution, because which was fantastic. Yes. And I'm so happy and grateful to everybody that came out to the relationship revolution, mm. because there is this whole, it starts with us. Like we are the relationship leaders. We are the ones who are preaching the gospel and, you know, relationships are at, at the core of our needs. Yeah. And so the fact that we're not taught how to have those healthy, but first it starts with us as relationship influencers, as relationship mm-hmm. leaders, as relationship professionals, we have to yeah. make sure we're healthy and whole so that we can give the correct and healthiest information. And then they can, people can go out and spread the gospel. So once again, thank you to everybody who came out to the relationship revolution. All of the relationship experts will be having those um, often and soon. But today's episode about our dating apps creating FOMO, you're perfect for this because you are familiar with a lot of the dating sites and dating apps out there. But one thing that I've noticed and that a lot of, you know, like we even see, you know, jokes and memes about it is this like fear of missing out once you have access to a multitude of people. JOMO is the joy of missing out. That's usually what happens when you get comfortable, you're in a happy relationship, or you're even um, in a happy relationship with self, and you don't have this fear, you have this contentness, this like, oh my gosh, I'm perfectly comfortable and happy that I didn't make that party, or I don't need to necessarily be at that event, or, you know, like, it's this comfort of missing something because you're comfortable with self, Whereas FOMO is this like, oh my God, I can't, I can't miss out on that thing, that person, or, you know, even yeah. if you're enjoying it. Yeah. It's the stress of it. Yeah. And it's unwanted and unnecessary stress. And I just heard Jomo for the first time the other day. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I like this. I'm doing a lot of Jomo lately. So <laughs> I, it even took me a long time to get Jomo. Like I, I think uh, not even my relationship has helped with that. It's more because I've always still, and I get it every now mm. and then, like knowing I have to be somewhere at 4 a.m., but still wanting to make sure I catch this event with a friend. I'm like, yeah. okay, this is where FOMO kicks in because I'm concerned about what I'm going to be missing, but I know that I need to be responsible. And so I had to find comfort in whatever I'm doing tomorrow is going to serve me better than making the choice to be tired and sleepy and yeah. going out tonight. Very but much so. When it comes to dating, though, when it comes to these apps, we may have an incredible date. We may have an incredible experience and then we're going home and still swiping. We're not appreciating the experience. And that's, that to me is, um, dating apps really are technically a new thing. They've been within mm, five years, I would say. It's been about five years yeah, since like the Tinder. Decade. And so it, it is still in its wild west as I like to call things when they first start and they become very popular. And what happens is you have these great states, but you think you can still go home because it's so handy in your hands, mm-hmm. these apps. So you're not sitting in 
the date. You're not sitting in the moments of the date you just had. You're not thinking about the date you just had. You didn't think about the great moments you had, if there were great moments. You go right back to swiping, and, not, and when you're not sitting with those thoughts, you don't know if that person you just went out with could be the one or it could be a great long-term relationship. All you're looking at, oh, is who can I go out with next? Right. So you're not taking that time, which is actually kind of, to me, is kind of sad because you're not enjoying it and relishing it, relishing at it. Well, I read also, too, that it's also given us a false perception of who we have access to. Yes. So based on, like, studies that, you know, a lot of these successful and popular apps have done, they've came to the realization that a lot of people are swiping out of their league, like swiping above what they normally would have access to. And so you get a lot of, I don't want to say cool versus non-cool, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, 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 the non-cool kid going after, you know, the prom queen type of situation. Exactly. And now it affects your self-esteem or it hurts mm-hmm. your self-esteem because you just swiped on someone that you thought you had access to that was right there in front of you that you probably may not even be at a social event with ever in life. But now you're seeing that you could potentially have the chance with this person. And then that person doesn't swipe back on you or accept you or, um, you know, message you. And now it's this like devastation and feeling of rejection. Perfect example of this is that heightened challenged, that challengely heightened man that's been on the YouTube and going viral and at the bagel shop, the bagel shop guy. And he goes in and he just gets so angry at this woman. She thought he was, she was making fun of him. And so a customer is like, what is your problem? Because he's yelling and screaming and he's talking about his height. And she goes, no one's talking about your height. Because yes, they do on the dating apps. Like that's what, what? And I was like, whoa, <laughs> dude, there's so much more there. So what is this video? I gotta pull this video. Oh, wait, up. oh I'll show it to you when we're done. It is but like, she's making a joke while she's serving him. No, she's not making a joke. You don't really see what happens beforehand. Oh, you, you just, just see him see fly him. off the Richter. Yeah, he's he's just flying off the handle to such a point. And one of the points is like on the dating apps, they talk about the sites, the height. I'm summarizing, but he goes into the whole thing, and I'm like, whoa, that you are now hit like a new level of. You probably were doing exactly, I'm not saying he was, but I can take a guess that he was probably going after someone that probably would not date date him. him. Right. And there's a lot of people out there, lovely people to date, but you're probably going towards something, someone who probably would not go for you. I make the analogy of, and I have to watch that video, I make the analogy of (laughs) um, dating should be fun, but it can be comparable to your the yeah. effort and energy that you put into your career. And so if you think about it like um, going in for an interview or even the, mm-hmm. let's start with the jobs that you apply for, right? Yeah. If my only work experience is uh, maybe a sales cashier, let's say, a, mm-hmm. you know, or a grocery bagger, maybe that's the only, you know, experience I was privy to. Yeah. Then I start trying to apply for the director of CBS or the, you know, <laughs> manager of Google or, you know, the found, like it, it, I, I start to like try to create or, you know, apply to these positions. And now I'm getting these no's thinking, oh, well, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not qualified. No, you're not qualified, but that's not, but thinking that it's personal, like taking it personal about the rejection. 
Yeah. But you're not qualified. Like, that's the most important thing. You're applying to things that, unfortunately, when it comes to you meeting the same equal standards or the same equal yeah. <laughs> offerings that that, you know, company is looking for. We were, if we were to say, you know, still, still keep it at companies, there's a certain resume that they're looking for and you yeah. don't have that, but you're applying to that in the hopes of maybe there's this like chance or this shot. Should we still be applying for that 1% shot? I mean, if you want to go to like the dumber, dumber, Famous line. So you're saying I got a chance? <laughs> like, <laughs> you could still do that. But it's also, what is the saying about insanity? Doing the same thing over and over right. again and getting the same result. Great point. So if you are not putting anything, once again, well, we can go with bios on this one. If your bio isn't cool, and but yet your height and you put your height in there, that's number one. Number two, and you, you're not letting the other parts of you shine. Yeah then I don't think you should be doing that. I don't, I don't think you, sh you should know who you are. You should know the type of women you have dated outside of the dating world and know that's where your lane is. And I hate to say that. I know Ooh, that makes it. That's I a know great it, spicy tip. I when know I sound like. Outside of this, that's yeah. your lane. Yeah. And that's where I feel like dating apps at time have what you were saying. It's making people think a certain way that they, cause they think this much of themselves. And that's great that you think greatly about yourselves. Like, yeah, greatly is a word. Yeah. But greatly, I think greatly. Yeah. yeah greatly, greatly is a word. Is a word. <laughs> and so I love that, but you know what, if that's the case then you should be doing that in real life and not on an app. Well, let me back up that yeah. with a yes. And I do think that people think, or should be thinking highly of themselves. Yes. However, they I think when you are swiping on people who you're not equally yoked with, if we were yeah. to look at it at stats, mm -hmm. you have a false perception, but not even that. I think that you are trying to overcompensate. And studies do show that our partners are a reflection of us. And when we are yes. seeking a mate, it is based on the criteria of what we think that we deserve, whether we're not that. And so yeah. you are usually trying to find someone that makes you feel better about yourself. Yes. And so oftentimes we'll see the person who didn't get the certain amount of attention or, you know, didn't, doesn't feel beautiful enough or doesn't feel smart enough. And so now mm -hmm. they're going after the person that's going to make them feel or reflect to society that they are now that thing more of by their partner. Yes. Which is why oftentimes we see that, rich men think oh i earned or i deserve this you know trophy wife yes um and and this is not me just like talking mess this is like true, <laughs> I, read true. I mean we this. live in la we see it like there's we i'll see it at least twice today just walking down the street so i mean like <laughs> yes it's very true but it's like this like i earned versus i'm looking for like a true partner it's this yeah. i earned and i had um an amazing interview with um jamie reeves came in and she pointed out to me, you know, oftentimes we look at our partners as, you know, either is it my reward, my trophy, or my partner? And if it's, you know, it's either one of those three things. Mm -hmm. Is this person your reward, your trophy, or your partner? And oftentimes when we're swiping, we're looking for our trophy or we're looking for our reward, but we're not looking for a partner. Because if we were truly looking for the partner, we would be trying to find people who are equally yoked with us. And to your point about... If something's not working, right, and yes. you know the, the, your definition of sanity, but if something's not working, why are we not 
try, you know, trying to find someone who, who matches us, who we know is, you know, equally as attractive or equally as successful or equally as, and this is not to say that we shouldn't be trying to get with more successful or attractive people. It is yeah. more about your success rate. Studies have shown are higher if you go after someone who is equally yoked with you. Facts. Yeah, no, that is definite facts. And, but I think that also has to do with you need to work on you too and know a lot of people don't want to see that part of themselves they want to think that they're in a certain place yeah and i think that and it's okay to be where you're at in life yeah but don't pretend to be something that you're not and i think that some people try to be something that they are not mm. agreed i can yeah. i can see that um and they get the they get the you know the validation from being with someone who they, yes. who they do are not. So tell me this. Okay, how does what? How does creating a better profile? Because I want people to understand the importance of you know your online dating and you know your profile, your photos. Yeah. How does that help with making the next connection? How does you going in and improving their profiles actually help with them making better connections? Well, it's because you're really showing off the person. The um, I'll say the client who I, a client I have, um, you show them off, you show their light off. That's what I got. That's a good one. You show who they are and you bring out who they are Yeah. and you make them more attractive. I th also think with people on these apps, they're, what they're putting out there is what they think is cool, right. but that's really not what is cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm not trying to be like Debbie Downer on it, but it really is. It's, just, it's not really Once again, cool. False perception. Yeah, it's like what you think is cool, and it's not. And so what I do is I go in and I show them, oh, look at this. This works out better. And it's proven when I have worked on people's um, apps, and and there it has worked. I've had people come back and they tell have a higher me, success rate. Yeah, higher I've seen it success, too. Higher I've, success rate. I've seen you get it too. better people because you're showing the real you. You show the real you, you're going to get someone else back in return who's showing the real them and it will vibe. Whether it works or not, we're always hoping it's going to work. Right. But you are going to get a better brand of person. Why do you think there's people who are resistant to going online or to going on the apps? Because, I mean, it's one and the same now. Dating yeah. online is the same now as, as the apps. We're not even going to sites as much as we are going to our apps. What, what do you think is making people hesitant to create a profile or to even go on? Because we still have, you know, that percentage that's resistant. Yeah. Uh, ego. Mm. Ego. At the, I can tell you that 100%. I've seen it in certain people that I know yeah. and love. I was like, oh, I, I'll help you with your app. I'll help you, you know, create we'll do a profile, this. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll create a profile for you. We'll do everything. No, I don't want to do that. Why don't you want to do that? You're not dating anybody right now. And this opens up the field to a larger field for you. No, I'm good with just meeting someone in person. Well, you're not doing that. <laughs> so, I, 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 but I would love to help you. Right. And, but I think it's an ego thing. And I think uh, people, and I hope that it's going going further away from this but i feel people think well if i'm on a dating app i am desperate yes that's the word that i hear simultaneous um with dating is if i go or with dating apps is i'm desperate i hear yeah. it all the time is i'm not that desperate i don't need that 
Yeah. But to your point, I'm in agreement. If you're not doing the work to meet them in person, then you need to be doing something if you say that this is something that you want. So you're wanting, but you're not willing. And if you're not willing, then you really don't want it that bad. No. So then don't complain. Don't complain. (laughs) Don't complain at all. (laughs) Not to sell, but it, it really is because there's apps out there. There's great apps out there that have success rates. And, you know, if you're a woman, I think Bumble is still the best app for women. I love women. Bumble. I and love the league. The league. I love, I'm part of the league. I love the league. I've gone on some really great dates on the league. Um, not so much dates on the league, but I've, I do like the league. Um, what no. other ones are you excited about? What are the uh, ones okay, we recommend? I actually do like OkCupid okay still. OkCupid okay is still really I, great. I think really. that people are more active on there when it comes to just the communication. Yes. I think that it's a hit and miss uh, whether they, you know, may be as qualified as far as, you know, like in comparison to the mm-hmm. league is concerned. But I do think that it's a great platform if you just want to, you know, get back out there and start like dating oh, again. Oh, I agree 100%. But I know people who have met the love of their life on there as well. And I on do match. too. I do. Uh, I just went to a wedding in April. One of my really good friends, Sam, and his wife, Jen, she's amazing. I love her, everything. And they met on a dating site. They met on a and I could not see them with anybody else. Like, they are perfect together in so many ways. Like, even in the, here's the thing about relationships. It's not just about the attractiveness to the person. It's everything else. Yeah. And how you get along in the friendship. In Your the, spirits connect. Are you guys quirky, compatible? Yeah. The quirkiness. Yeah. Quirks. I think quirks are about, and they have like, they have weird quirks and funny quirks, but, and they have the same one. So they're happy with each other and great couple, love them, funny, but they met on a dating site. I think he, they said match. They met, met on match. I want to dispel the myth of you being desperate if you have a dating profile, whether you've had success on it or not, it is not the app that is unsuccessful. It is no. you that is unsuccessful and yes. the work that you're putting into it, or maybe you need um, you know, a profile recalibration. Maybe you do need a makeover. But I want people to understand that, yes, you could potentially meet the person in person, right? You, have, you could have this meet cute, that is possible. But missing out on the chance of meeting them on an app, do you really want to take that risk of not being on there? When what if that's what the universe has intended for you? What if your person yeah. is on there? Why not use as many resources as possible? Oh, I agree, hundred percent. What is it? Um, if you don't take a shot, do you ever have a chance? Nope. And if you're not putting, and if you do want a date, and I think you, and I think they're great for even training dates. Yep. I think. Online dating is great for training dates. If you haven't been dating in a long time or anything like that, and you go on these dating apps and you start dating around and you start seeing what you like, what you don't like. I just had this conversation with someone the other day who, uh, a mutual friend of ours. Oh, perfect. Yeah, a mutual friend of ours. I, I don't think she'll care that I mentioned her name, Kim Lai. <laughs> oh, okay, Kim yeah. Lai. No, Kim Lai's been on the show. <laughs> yeah, yes. she's been on the show. <laughs> But she, her and I had a conversation about her. She was meeting a lot of guys on apps, dating apps. I helped her with her thing. And she was meeting guys left and right. And she said, but what I learned is what I want and what I don't want. Right. And she said that's, she thought it was the best thing about the dating apps and dating online is she was realizing what she wants and what she doesn't want. And I feel that should be for a lot of people. And if you meet the person of your dreams, your partner for life, on a dating app, that's even better. 
Well, I want you guys to have a little bit of FOMO then when it comes yeah. to the dating apps. Have, yes, have a fear of missing out. Have a fear of, well, what if my person is online or maybe he's, you know, introverted and he's waiting for me or, you know, maybe he doesn't have time and he's on there as well. I use these tools actually in my, you know, matchmaking approach. I don't yeah. just breach into, you know, my database of profiles. I'm also, you know, looking for you for tools, using these yeah. apps and teaching you how to use them as well so that you can become more successful. After Dorinda does your online profile and remakes you, you know, amazing um, and brings out the best version of yourself, I then teach you on the best forms of communication, on how to present your best foot forward when you do get, you know, swiped on or you do get the like or you do get, you know, messaged. And so these are great tools out there. So I don't want you guys to think that it can only be, you know, the traditional sense of meeting. And you'll be surprised to know, because I have uh, some, you know, sex ed for you right now, that 90% of 19, okay, that's almost 20%, 19% of brides met their spouses online. That's a huge percentage. Yeah. Like, think about all of the, you know, people who are single right now, you could be, you know, one of that 19% that you're just like not even tapping into because you're not online. And so another one is that annual revenue is, um, I mean, it's pretty big. Dorinda and I appreciate this, but yeah. <laughs> annual revenue in the online dating industry has surpassed $3 billion, which means that's a boatload of money that is now being dedicated to research, to studies, to improving apps, to improving online profiles. You know, us companies are growing stronger and stronger because there is this need for and this desire for relationships. Yes. And we're trying to make sure with all of these tools that you are more successful at finding someone. And so if I can just get one of that billion of the three billion, <laughs> I, would be, I would be extremely happy. Okay, really quick, I gotta show love to our spicy sponsors. Where are all my Southern California black professionals ages 25 and up? Are you perplexed by today's dating scene in a relationship or a situationship? Wanting to get married but not sure if the opposite sex is interested in such a commitment? Wondering what's wrong with brothers? Men, are you wondering what's up with today's black woman? Well, you don't want to miss the annual Keeping It 100 LA Summer Soiree on Saturday, August 3rd at 7 p.m. at an undisclosed private residence in West Hills. Come out and enjoy good food, drinks, and stimulation conversation with black professionals 25 and up from all around Southern California talking about today's landscape of dating and committed relationships. After the discussion, it's a party with DJ K. Neal playing the best in hip hop and R&B old school and reggae. Special guests are relationship experts and matchmaker myself, Spicy Mari from The Spicy Life and Chris Kazirole from the Hip Hop Project and CEO of Together Apart. By the way, it's a white linen themed event, so make sure you wear your finest California sexy chic white attire. For more information, go to keepingit100la.org or call 424-527-5088. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that social good stuff above at Keeping It 100 LA. And make sure you get your tickets right now at westhills2019.eventbrite.com. Once again, it's westhills2019.eventbrite.com. Audible is amazing. I'm obsessed with everything about them because I love educating myself. And Dorinda just told me that we're going to start a little book club. And Audible is the way that I consume all of my information when I'm <laughs> educating myself now. And she told me that you got to read You're a Badass at Making Money. And I'm like, well, I don't have time to read that. She's like, okay, well, let's do the Audible together. So I can't wait to, you know, support Jen Cicero on, <laughs> on this, you know, phenomenal book that she wrote. But I'm going to be listening to you, boo, because Amazon Prime members for a limited time, you can 
can start an Audible membership and save 66% off your first three months. That's 66%, you guys. A total of $30 off. That's like getting three months for the price of one. You'll pay $4.95 per month for the first three months, and after that, it's only $14.95 per month. The offer is valid from July 1st through July 31st, 2019. So you guys make sure that you get on top of this. Look, join my book club, okay? And read this, <laughs> read this with it, with me. Because yes, everything that we consume now, we don't have time. So I want you guys to know that Audible members get a credit every month good for any audiobook in their store. And in addition to that, you can visit audible.com slash spicy life or text spicy life to 500 500 to get started today. You guys visit audible.com slash spicy life or text spicy life to 500 500 to get started today. That's S-P-I-C-Y-L-I-F-E. And make sure that you um, read, educate yourself, learn more about life and how to improve your relationships and read You're a Badass and Making Money Today with me so that we can get rich together. <laughs> okay, and back to the show. Couples who meet online tend to get married quickly. So yes. if you're somebody, um, you know, no pressure, the clock is ticking, or you know, okay, this is my time, this is my year, this is like, you know, I am ready. I have had, you know, enough dating experience to know what I want. Rest assured that you are more likely to get hitched because you met someone online at the 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 rate at which you guys are ready to settle down you're more likely to to you know marry quicker so maybe you're somebody who you know wants to marry sooner not everybody needs to be engaged for multiple years to know that they met their one yeah that's true in addition online marriages are less likely to end within the first year so marriages oftentimes as you know, the, the, the rate is at 49.5%, which is lower than the 50%, but mm. it goes back and forth from 49 to 50% divorce rate in America, right? Online marriages are less likely to end within the first year because people take a gamble, because there's a, lot, a high amount of interracial dating now based on yes. online. You now have access to different social circles. 80% millennials yes. will date outside of their race, and that makes me so happy. And studies show that based on you dating outside your race, mm. when you do choose that partner, that you loved them and your intimacy level was higher and you took more risks and you were willing to sacrifice more because you were ready to stand up to some of the social challenges that come yes. with dating outside of your race. Mm -hmm. So you're more likely to have a longer relationship being in that interracial relationship and less of a higher divorce rate, which is, I, I think it's, it, I think it's incredible. So just, you know, rest assure you guys that, um, you, you may still need marital counseling. We're not saying that yeah. you won't divorce, <laughs> but just know that you have a less likely chance of divorcing based on that. Um, we know that there's this whole like, you know, STD with online dating apps that, you know, we're afraid of like, oh, it's just hookup pages or hookup sites, yeah. hookup apps. Not true. If you're not a hookup person, you don't have to hook up with anybody. <laughs> that is very true. That's I, I, you know, people say that about, you know, Tinder, about it being a hookup site. Well, yeah, if you know that that's what Tinder is. Why are you on Tinder? But Tinder is doing a, uh, yeah. a strong job of trying to revamp their brand. Yeah, like they're trying I to let you guys know. That. Hey, no, people have really found love here. Just yeah. because there's people who are flocking to this for like, you know, some quickies doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that you won't find your, you know, partner or your life mate or, you know, your next relationship on here. So, I mean, it's yes and there that, you know, yeah. you know, there is that theory, but there's also the people that are legit, you know, using all of the resources possible, which means, you know, having multiple profiles. Jordan, yeah. how many profiles should you have? Should I be on Tinder, Bumble, The League, OK, Cupid, Match? Like, I say three. Plenty of fish. The what most. should I be on? Three at the three most. Three at the most. Because if anything more than that, I think it's it's called ma manageability. 
and then you're not being successful on either one because it's too much. Yeah. You're, you're spreading yourself way too thin. So pick three, two or three that really speak to you and work with that. And if you find one's not working for you, get rid of that. Put something else in there that might work for you. But I wouldn't go, for me, I would say more than three because it just gets to be too manageable. And also, if you're on more than three, that's saying a lot about that person because then that means you're more, it's not, you're, I don't think you're really looking, it's you're work, working that hard to find something. It's just, I, and you're going to find a lot of the same people. You want to anyway. focus your, mo the, you know, your attention on, yes, a, you know, specific apps at a certain time, which one's working more successfully for you, which one do you, are you enjoying more, which had, which one has more of your target audience. So, yes. <laughs> and, that, and that's the other thing you have to look at where the audience is and what you like. And if that is, you know, let's say Hinge, if you feel more comfortable on Hinge, then that could that would be your site. Coffee oh, I like Hinge too. Hinge is good. Coffee Meets Bagel is actually not bad. Yeah, Coffee Meets Bagel is great yeah. also. So, but yeah, I wouldn't go more than that. I wouldn't go more than three. If we had to start on one app tomorrow, if so, if there's someone listening and they're like, okay, I either closed my account or I never had one, which one should they reboot and be on tomorrow? So in general, I would probably say Hinge because it is something where you kind of get connected through friends in a way. Uh, but for women, definitely Bumble. I will always fall back to Bumble. I think they're doing such a great job in the dating world. And it's not even that. I mean, you can use it for business contacts, business for networking. Friends. You can network for with friends, friends on there. Yeah. You know, um, I'm just a huge Bumble, Bumble advocate. I advocate. love Bumble too. Yeah, it, and I just really do think they're, they're just doing a lot. And, and plus also safety of women. Yeah, and they're dispelling the whole we can't make the first move. Yeah. And so to that, you know, statistically, you know, studies do show, and we can't tell you guys this enough on this show, yes. that women who make the first move are more successful than women who don't. So it's putting the power in your hands. But in addition to that, you know, it's getting you comfortable with, you know, making the first move. Like exactly. you have to practice. <laughs> And we live in a different world now. It's not the same as it was before. And I think more and more men are not afraid of women. That's not what I'm trying to say. But they're more comfortable with a woman asking because they don't know. Right. We are in a world where we make our own money now. We are in a world where we are doing amazing, beautiful things. And sometimes men might be a little intimidated by us because we are more powerful, are powerful. and successful. Yeah, exactly. And I, actually, you know, I just had this conversation with a friend of mine. And I asked, I said, how would you feel if your wife or your partner was making more money than you? Because it's a very good chance that she will at this mm -hmm. point now. He's like, I have no problem with that. So and, and he really meant it. I could tell like he really didn't care. Like even He's the like, way please he answered, increase really our didn't. household income. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it is in a sense of I think some men are intimidated. And you don't know if we as women aren't asking the question then and men aren't asking we could be missing out on something yeah. amazing and beautiful what about fomo when we do choose so i'm going on on some dates with someone i'm consistently dating them and i'm afraid that if i commit i'm gonna miss out on something else better being out there right well if you're looking for the bbd as i like to call it the bigger better deal Mm, BBD. You know yeah. a BBD? Exactly. Yeah, you, you know, know me. me. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if that's what your thing is, then that isn't the person for you. 
And because you want something that this, either this person isn't giving you or you're just not ready for a relationship. Because if you were ready for a relationship and you were with someone and you, this is how I feel, I could be totally wrong, but if you're not giving that relationship time and you just want to look for something that could be better, then you're not giving that relationship what it needs. What it deserves. Yeah. So, okay, question. I want you to answer. We have a Dear Spicy, and I want you to help me in answering this question from our audience, um, from a listener. Yes. Okay, Dear Spicy, I just ended a relationship for the first time. My past habit in relationships has been to let guys overstay their welcome, and I would lower my standards to accept what they were offering until the guy finally walked away. This time, I decided a different behavior. I was dating a guy, and when he started treating me with less respect, I broke up with him. Breakups still suck, though it's been a week, and I'm still sad about losing the relationship and crying here and there. What are your tips for how to work through a breakup and find the courage to date and be vulnerable again? Jasmine. Hi, Jasmine. Hi, Jasmine. Don't worry, you are not alone. Oh, you're so not alone on this. <laughs> Okay, everybody hates breakups. Oh, they're they're awful. Um, nobody enjoys it unless no. it's something that you're like ready to relinquish, right? When it happens before you're ready, or you know, you even yeah. just I'm applauding you for practicing different habits um, because past history has shown you the you know the outcome hasn't been you know beneficial to you, and so you learning from that mistake and you this time doing something different and choosing self over so you know over trying to fill, you know, whatever void or whatever you thought that you needed, you know, there's a part of self-discovery within this, showing yourself that you're stronger than what you think that you are, showing yourself that you, yes, you deserve more and you stood up for yourself. And so within that, you can now walk in confidence. However, I know that pain, that agony still freaking sucks because you got comfortable with someone, you enjoyed someone, you liked someone and you got vulnerable with someone. But I'm a firm believer that relationships are practice that this person was practiced for you in order to recognize what you like, what you will tolerate, what you will not tolerate. And so that that way, when the person who you do belong with and someone who does appreciate you comes along, you're able now to have a higher appreciation for them and for self, and you'll be able to recognize them. So my spicy tips to you would be, one, do a letter to the person thanking them, and I call this an exorcism. So you write a letter to the person thanking them on all of the things that you learned from the relationship, everything that they brought to your life, everything, even the negative that they brought to your life that you are capable of now learning from, right? You're gonna take this letter, write it to self, and then you're gonna light it on fire. You're not gonna send it. (laughs) I've done that, I've actually done that. So that's great, it's like therapeutic, Mm -hmm. right? It is nice. you don't send it, okay? But you write that to self and you light it on fire and you can even take, you can, um, uh, Astro Fashionista likes to go another step and even bury the ashes. She's so extra with it. I'm like, now we gotta bury the ashes. (laughs) But you can bury the ashes and if you you wanna take the next, that, you know, next step. As far as dealing with the pain, I think once you've done, you know, the, the, you know, things that you can do from a self-love, self-care mm-hmm. perspective of, mm-hmm. yes, like day spa, you can get your facial, you can, you know, get your mani-pedi. Those are all great things that like feel good as if you're pampering mm-hmm. yourself. But I think that you have to process the feelings and the emotions. And is it, did I really like this person and who they were as a person? And do I want the best for them? Because I want them to find a partner, even if it's not with me. I liked this person so much that I want them to be joyful outside of me because you got to put that good karma out there. 
regardless of how they treated you. Yes, I want them to be happy. I want them to be amazing, right? You have to start pushing that karma out there because sometimes we get into the situation of, I don't necessarily, I'm not crazy about the person. I'm crazy about the relationship or being with someone. So I want you to evaluate that. Then the next thing that I want you to do is start dating again. Because now you have a wealth of knowledge, you have additional experience, and you're afraid of not being vulnerable. But the same steps that you took prior are the same steps that you have to practice. Vulnerability is not something that you just play one game, you're down for the count. It is practice. There are several games that you have to go up to bat. There are several times that you're going to maybe take some L's. But you have to practice this because the more vulnerable that you are, the more capable you're able to pull it out of other people. And you're able to actually practice of, okay, am I safe with this person? Now I know how to recognize when I'm not safe versus, you know, somebody who could be vulnerable with everybody that's not worthy or somebody who's never vulnerable. Now you have more, you know, information on how to pick and choose how to be vulnerable. Um, Dorinda, give me some of your spicy tips. What's worked for you in the past when it comes to breakups? What's worked for me in the past? Actually, I did do exactly the the exorcism. I actually just recently had talked to an ex of mine. I, I travel for work a lot, and he happened to be in the same city that I happen to be in. He lives in that city. So I reached out to him because I really didn't know anybody. So it wasn't for anything more than just to reach out because I didn't know anyone. And then he told me he had met someone else. And I told him how happy I was for him. And I honestly meant it. Like, happy that you met someone who fits you yeah. more than I did. And I actually do that a lot with the men that I have dated I say, I'm happy that you met someone who fit better than I ever did. Because at the end of the day, I know eventually I'm going to meet someone who's going to fit me for my right missing piece. Yeah. Um, girl, my girlfriends. My girlfriends and my just my guy friends, you know, that are there and, you know, bounce things off them and have, as we call, our uh, feel-good sesh. You know, you can have those moments of vulnerabilities, those moments of feeling down. It, it's normal to feel down. Yeah. It, and, and if you don't, then that's something else. That means you really need to get out of that relationship. But have those pity parties for just a moment. Agreed. Yeah, you have to have those so you can work through everything. But then lean on your friends. Lean on your friends. Lean, you know, as you said, those self, you know, tr- you know, pamper days. I, I believe in those too. Self pamper days are great because then you're like, okay, girl, you got this. Yeah. You are, you know, and you and be okay with that. In date when you know when you're ready to, but date. Go out there because this person just helps you find something else about yourself that you will accept or will not accept. Yeah. And it's just growing. It's just another stepping stone to get you to where you're going. But like avoid doing the Comparison, because oftentimes oh, no, we'll compare. compare to the other person or how that person made us feel. And so what you need to be knowing is that person is not the bar. You are the bar, boo. You are the bar. Yes. You raise the standard. He, That person was lucky to be with you. You know, don't think of it as a, you know, crash and burn situation of like, oh, my God, another failure or, you know, oh, my God, now I have to, you know, do the work all over again uh, it's always going to be work. That's like saying like, oh my God, I lost this job. Now I got to start from scratch and find another one. Yes, you do. Cause you still yeah. got to eat. So just like you don't get <laughs> off, you know, off, you don't get, no one gets a hood pad. No one gets, you know, a pass for that. No. You're not getting a pass for, you know, now having to start from scratch and date again. But this time you're doing it with more tools. You have more work experience now to be able to offer the next job. So think of it like that. And then you're going to have to practice those tools that you learned. 
Yes. So there you guys have it. <laughs> but Jasmine, we're praying for you. We know that you're going to get through this. Um, you know, shoot, call me if you need to. Okay. <laughs> and kudos on the self-growth. Like a lot of people don't do that. Right. So many more people don't grow than they do. So kudos on that. Yeah. And as Dorinda said, like lean into your other relationships mm -hmm. that you do love and, you know, that you that you do find joy and do all the things that bring you joy. And you should be doing those continuously anyway. So if you stopped and relished in, you know, the relationship, that's great. But you shouldn't have stopped doing those other things that brought you joy. Those should have been continuous while yeah. you were dating so that that way it's not, oh, well, I'm just now doing these things again. You should be pampering yourself, catering to yourself, spending time with your friends as much as possible throughout the entire time because those are the same people that you're going to be leaning into when the relationship doesn't work out. So yeah. make sure that you maintain a balance of, you know, self-love and, you know, external and social love as well for the people, you know, who are in your circle. Uh, but also, too, you know, during that, we got to, you know, wrap up the show. Yeah. But, you know, Dorinda and I are here for you. you you're, you're ready to date and get back out there? We, we got you. <laughs> the SpicyLife.com and Next Connection will definitely be making sure to look out for you, Jasmine. Um, okay, so, Dorinda, you have to let everybody know where to find you. Um, for those who are experiencing, you know, FOMO, we can work you, coach you through that. Yes. <laughs> but first, we got to make sure your profiles are the bomb. Yes. So, Dorinda, where can everybody find you? So, um, you can find me at Instagram at NXT Connection. Um, on Facebook at NXT Connection USA because there was another one there. And um, you can reach me at Dorinda at NXTConnection.com. Okay, and yeah. you guys can always play with my Twitter or stroke my Instagram at SpicyMati. You can go to thespicylife.com, download this episode, subscribe to The Spicy Life, and make sure that you share this with a friend. And there you guys have it. You have just been spiced. The Spicy Life.